The Doctor Audio Adventures. The Doctor and the Vortex of the Nyx, Part 1. Written by Carmel Butter. Blasted by the shockwave of the exploding planet, the Quester is hurtling violently through space. Izzy the robot deploys her octopus-like sucker pads, stabilising itself, and grabs the Doctor who is about to strike her head on the control console. Thank you, Izzy. You can let go now and put out those fires, please. Affirmative, mistress. Izzy shoots out some flame retardant from her arms and subdues the sparks spitting from the control console. Terry, not the robot's priority, is left to roll about the floor. What's happening? It seems the aftershocks have knocked us out of flying and we are now falling. I think I just sat on my sunnies with my head. Oh, the room's swaying. I think I'm gonna chuck. We have landed badly. I should add on Brobury, a planet that formed early in the universe. It's mostly a water world. Just a minute while I inflate the ducking and stabilise. There. Better now? Oh, sort of. Must have clipped a Birkeland current on the way in. A Burgerland what? Birkeland currents are those big electrical ropey things that span the universe. What? Like party lights. Lights up the sun. Suns here on Brobury. Two big red ones. Take a look. The doctor steps back from the console and motions Terry towards the monitor. Terry stares wide-eyed at the swirling shell shapes and glittering lights of an alien city looming nearby, on the purple sand surrounded by a calm sea, lavender-coloured, under giant blood-red twin suns which fill a quarter of the sky. Hand me an Andorian wetsuit, please, Izzy. Affirmative, mistress. Too big, red. He turns to the doctor, who is now in a shiny skin-tight red wetsuit. Oh, God. No, I can't unsee that. Now what? Your outfit. You don't like red? What's wrong with it? Oh, nothing. No, I mean everything. Why are you changing your clothes? I love that romantic 18th century outfit from my favourite Terran era, but this will be infinitely more practical on Brobury. No frilly bits, waterproof but breathable. And I look fab in red, don't you think? (laughs) Like a giant chilli pepper. Nah, red's good unless we meet any bulls. But maybe we should worry about octopuses or krakens if it's a water world. The Doctor is looking at the console, checking readouts, while Terry is still swaying and starting to look about as green as his bent sunglasses. Still a bit queasy. Man up, it's just a bit of H2O. And 29% sodium, 55% chloride, some potassium, pinch of magnesium, oh, a sort of trace Rather like your Terran seawater, in fact. Gonna be no, 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 not on that. No. Darn, you are such a puppy. Oh, sorry. You are going to be sorry. The Quester likes you even less now. Must remove immediately. Make way, mistress. Izzy is getting out paper towels with her left arm and deploying a vacuum cleaner attachment from inside her right arm. That's the Thornhill capacitor. I haven't had time to reseal it, and your stomach acid is very corrosive. Oh, oops, is that a super special red thing too? It regenerates the crystal power from the electric currents in space. Invented by Australian physicist Wallace Thornhill in 2020-something. We are going nowhere without a paddle. Without a Thornhill thingy, you mean? Well, FYI, you collected me in 2016, and I haven't got a crystal ball. Oh, that's right. 
I was actually in town to meet Wall on the eve of one of his pivotal discoveries. I'm a big fan. The Sapphire Project was just starting up, and the Electric Universe Theory wasn't accepted in 2016. Still banging on about gravity, some poor efforts in the back of an old envelope by that guy. What's his name? I... I... Ice cream. And eye in the sky. Um... Einstein? That's him. Einstein. Alphabet Einstein. You are terrific, Terry. Might find some helpful natives. I can easily repair the Thornhill capacitor. Natives? Helpful? Like the last lot. We will have to trade a few of these vintage Quester power crystals. They will be worth a bit in this time period to a collector or vendor. Collectors? But they might want to collect us. Izzy pops out her flipper attachments, but the doctor stops her. Izzy, you stay here, finish cleaning up his mess, and then reprogram the door of the Quester to let in no one but you, myself, and Terry. Affirmative, mistress. It's rather odd he got inside in the first place. Now I've had time to think about it. I will dispose of the Terran organic waste outside. Hey, wait up. Where's my wetsuit? You don't need one. Thongs, those flappy things on your feet, are already waterproof. The Quest has done a good job of putting us down on some of the only land in the world near a spaceport. That big city you saw... And I guess it's not really nowhere. Brobury is very civilised and I like the seaside. Let's have a look around while we're here anyway. Awesome. I'm hungry. This planet is home to a peaceful, quiet sort of folk. Sort of sluggish, in fact. Very much like a large Terran slug. And they make a great hot pot. Ooh, yuck. It's like eating witch grubs. I'm not that hungry now. No, you don't cook them. I mean, they can cook a great hot pot for you. Ow, flip. It's sunny here. I might need new sunnies. Don't worry. It will be a pleasant beachside holiday. The sort you Australians are famous for enjoying. So... The Doctor and her complaining companion head over the violet sand of Brobury, beside a purple, peacefully swishing sea, towards a luminous dome, shining under red twin suns and flashing with the lights of arriving departing spaceships on the horizon. Meanwhile, hard-working Izzy reprograms the door then rolls outside, still wearing her sucker pads, to empty her trash compartment. She flings a sealed compostable bag into the water. But, just as she's about to re-enter the cluster, she spots something dome-shaped and large as a car rising from the waves. Ah, good at Brobrayan water taxi. This will save Mistress a long, hot walk. So, Izzy approaches, but it's not a taxi at all. It's a large, very, very large purple eye, which examines her unblinkingly. Identify yourself! An enormous crimson tentacle emerges from the calm water, holding the compost bag aloft. Ah, uh, oops, about that. Identify yourself. The purple eye blinks slowly. I will have to ask the doctor who you are. Another enormous tentacle shoots out at whip-crack speed, grabbing the little robot in a suckery spiral. The enormous eye and the enormous tentacles disappear under the purple waves with Izzy and the compost, leaving a lonesome quester on the Brobean beach. Meanwhile, on board the Nyx command ship, a two pointy-faced Nyx, bipedal man-sized creatures armoured with thick scales that protect them from the withering winds of the desert home planet. Brilliant idea of our Sindora giant sea monster with garbage to the spot. When the eggs hatch, the power cable to the sea will be broken. Nyx, 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 nyx. The dome will fail! 
Then we can use our vortex to harness the full power of the Birkeland space currents. We can harvest more than just a fortsome and a depthsome from this water world, Nick Sticks. We will be more than just Nixie garbage men. The poor twin. Finally, we can take all the water we need from those fluffy fish folk and transform our desert world into a paradise too. Nick, 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 Nick. Walking along the purple beach, the Doctor and her companion Terry have finally come to the edge of the spaceport, an actual physical edge where the gelatinous dome that surrounds the city meets the ground. All my friends back home are not going to believe the double sun. The Doctor stops walking abruptly. Here's dipping some superstructured water. Ingenious. Terry, who has his head down examining the screen of his iPhone, bumps into her and drops his mobile. Ow, flip! Ah, oh, that's awesome. Screen isn't broken. And the camera still works. What's amazing is you're actually trying to use that e-phone thingy here instead of admiring this gorgeous otherworldly double sunset. Oh, I wanted a picture, right? I've been too busy trying not to get killed on this planet to take a selfie. Like, just think, a million hits on YouTube instantly. Oh, bugger, the battery's gone flat. We need to find a portal. The inhabitants of this world are mostly amphibious and need the protection of the dome against the twin suns so as not to dry out. Smells a bit weird, doesn't it? Like wine or something. You know, fruity tropical lime with a subtle toasty hazelnut character. Terry experimentally pokes the transparent slick jelly of the dome in front of him. <laughs> Terry, are you okay? Terry? Oh, sort of. It's so flipping hot out here, though. As I said, we need to find a door. And that the dome protects its inhabitants. Well, where I come from, electric fences need a warning sign of some sort. Suddenly, a large blue rectangular booth materialises before them. The door opens swiftly. <laughs> Holy flip! And an amphibious Brian police officer comes out with a silver baton. And I also protect the inhabitants of the city. Talking fish monster, and he's armed. Well, I mean flipping, but you know what I mean, he's got a blaster. I am the Doctor, a citizen of Gallifrey. This is Terry from the planet Earth. Please ignore him. Okay, just ignore me and I'll die of hunger and thirst. So, it is Gallifrey where we get our phone booths from. And Earth, birth planet of the inventor of the phone hill capacitor. I'm probably Gabobona Bob. Can we just call you Bob? Hey, don't hit me with that. that. Is that a lightsaber? Be brave, Barry. This is not in weapon mode. Yet. Just scanning for viruses, concealed illegal or dangerous goods. We crash nearby. Long story. We are on our way to find the Harkness Emporium to get the parts to fix our ship. Allow me to assist in you. Please bob inside. We go Harkness Emporium's universal, purveyors of useful antiquaria. And eat? They got into the blue box, which dematerialized. <laughs> to be continued in episode two. Formed by an all-volunteer cast featuring Rowena Dinsmore, Hook Maloney, 
Michael Rutter, Royce Scale, Bill Kahn, Adam Brooks, John Brooks. Edited by Adam Brooks, Carolyn Rutter, and Trevor Sneath. Visit the Doctor Audio Adventures.wordpress.com for full sound effects credits, artwork, and more. City Park Radio, the Doctor Audio Adventures, 2016.